0: Shamai, and welcome to Podcast He Wraith 101. <music> Greetings everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the podcast. This week will be a little bit shorter than usual. So let me start off by saying I wish you sure all a wonderful Easter time. Happy holidays. I hope you've had a great time eating chocolates, watching TV. Probably James Bond is on again. That used to be my personal favorite can't beat a bit of a chocolate egg and a James Bond on the weekend. Or maybe you've been out of the house, spending some time walking, getting some fresh air now that the COVID lockdown is starting to be eased, or doing some DIY projects in the garden, which is what I've been doing. I'll come on to that a little bit later. One thing that I need to mention quite early on in this episode is a fact check. Now, for those who know me personally, at least outside of the working environment will know that I tend to like a bit of a yarn, a bit of a story. Apparently, my story from last week regarding the pirate from Hamburg was very, very popular. Thank you all for the feedback. However, two things were pointed out to me. Number one is that the pirate was not beheaded by a guillotine, but actually with a sword. And if you think of it, the way it was explained to me, it makes much more sense, right? Because who would expect the body to lie down with a guillotine have his head chopped off, then stand up and walk down the street. It's far more logical to be in a stood position, have a big swing of the sword, chop off his head in one go, and then run through the pirates. Okay, I take that. I accept it. I'm I'm bad. And number two, and this is the biggest uh, mistake I've made, so it's a little bit embarrassing, but nevertheless, the guillotine was invented in 1792, and the story of Stoker Becker, the pirate, he was beheaded in 1401. So that's more or less, without nitpicking, 400 years before the guillotine was invented. Hmm. But it's a popular section of my podcast, so stay tuned for more stories with random facts. Just don't Wikipedia or fact check it. Just sit back, feet up, enjoy the ride. Oh, I need your chocolate eggs at the same time. But without a shadow of a doubt, the most feedback I had was all revolving around one particular little boy. I think we've definitely uncovered the next superstar. Global fame is coming. So, without further ado...
1: Hi Stephen, welcome to this week's Harry's Question Time. I hope you all enjoyed our football theme last week. This week, we're sticking to the sports frame and moving on to one of our family's favourite sports, darts. What is your highest score you have ever had with three darts?
0: Oh boy. So what was the highest score I've ever had playing darts? I wish I could say 180. I'm pretty sure I have at some point had 180 but it might have been with more than three darts. I know I've had 140, and I shouldn't lie, so I can say for sure I've had 140, but only playing in my garage, not in front of a big crowd. Does that still count? Hope so.
1: The world champion Gowron Price is known as the Iceman. Barry Bates' darts name is Champagne, and my own darts name, Is Harry the Showman Jones.
0: Harry the Showman Jones, love it.
1: If you had a professional dart match, what would your name be and why?
0: Oh, I tell you what, these questions are not getting any easier. So for the listeners who are not aware of the darts phenomena over the last 10, 15 years, first of all, where have you been hiding? Basically, all the major dart players now, they have a nickname or a stage name. And the current world number one and world champion is Hurrah Welsh, Geraint Price. Very proud of him. And he is known as the Iceman. So, if I was to become a professional darts player, what would be my special nickname? I'm going to avoid all the obvious answers and go for something very unique because you need to remember the name. And I'm going to select the Hedgehog. I will be known as Steve the Hedgehog. Because to be honest, with my skills of a dart, I'm going to miss all the doubles, miss all the trebles. So I'll need those extra spikes that come with a hedgehog. At least that's my theory. Although, as a disclaimer, to be noted, I don't agree with throwing hedgehogs at dartboards. I've never done it. Dwarfs, you can throw dwarfs, but not hedgehogs. That's another story.
1: I was lucky enough that our cousin Carl got me Guzzy Spice's autograph this week. Our local hero is well known for his walk on Onto the Ice Ice Baby.
0: Great song that. Can't beat a bit of vanilla ice.
1: Now that you have your daughter's name, what would your daughter's walk on song be?
0: Oh no. <laughs> Can I change my last answer? There's not many music out there that's a he- theme of a hedgehog apart from the Wombles of Wimbledon. I'm not sure if that's going to work walking on the stage though. And Actually, that is quite a tough question. I think to get the music that the crowd will also participate in and give you a bit of energy when you walk up on the stage, I would choose the song Madness by the band The Madness. I think that would be a real cool song to walk on to. Plus, there's a major Madness fan in my family, so he'd be happy.
1: Thank you, Stephen. That's it for Harry's Question Time. Happy Easter, everyone. Enjoy your bags.
0: Oh, thank you, Harry, buddy. And happy Easter to you too, my friend. And that's it for this episode. Once again, thank you very much for listening in. It's nice and short this week due to the Easter period. Everybody's on holidays and relaxing, eating chocolate eggs, as Harry said. Hope you've all had a great time. Take care. And once again, diolch yn Chow for now in die tree.